0: Come in the morning. That is one big pile of shit. You talking to me? I'm still la vista, baby. A podcast, where we, man, I'm this, a podcast where we review and examine action movies through a critical lens i am one of your hosts ethan willard and before i introduce our new host here you're probably wondering where johnny is um and johnny he needed to he needed to take some time for his mental health um and he just he needed to take a break um and that's That's really all there is to it. Will he come back? Who could say? He's always welcome back if he wants to come back, but he's still one of my best friends. So no, no problem there. Um, Potting's just not in his foreseeable future right now. But I'm very excited to introduce my new co-host who has been uh, my best friend since 10th grade. Um, if you listen to my band Marietta, he was heavily featured in the lyrics. Um, and uh, is there anything you want me to say? about I
1: guess you? just basically that I'm I'm famous for being the guy who always throws up everywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy Hollinger. Hey, yeah, it's me. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Nothing much. I'm so happy that you said yes to do this. <laughs> it only
1: took me a couple minutes to think about it. That's good. Um, I was I was very honored that you asked, and
0: I'm glad I still have that pool for you.
1: Yeah, you don't ask a lot of me, but when <laughs> you do,
0: you make it count. Uh, for anyone who is listening to the Armageddon episode, uh, Andy's wedding was the wedding I was talking about that I had just done the day before.
1: Oh, that was the day before.
0: Yeah, baby. I was very tired. Yeah, yeah. Um, you had, do you have any thoughts on your wedding?
1: <laughs> I thought it went really well. It was a very sweet time. Um, I think
0: it went really well, too.
1: Yeah, you gave a really good speech. I think I cr- oh. I cried a lot.
0: Did you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's
0: what we want. You have a way with words. Um, so today, our inaugural episode, we decided to talk about... We decided to watch Cloverfield, um, and there's some history behind that, but also we decided for our first theme to do, like, the Cloververse, which, if people aren't familiar, that's Cloverfield, the movie 10 Cloverfield Lane, and then the not-so-great movie, The Cloverfield Paradox. Have you seen all of them? Just the first one, and
1: when uh the cloverfield lane came out i thought it looked really good but there i don't i don't know I, something held me back from going out to seeing it oh it's really good yeah i've heard that so yeah i'm i'm looking forward to to checking it out and see how it all connects i i mean we will get into it more later but uh was it intentionally connected or was it just kind of like tangentially connected
0: i'll have i have to read about that because i don't really know um I don't I, like really the only thing that has anything to do with the first movie at all is at the very, very end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, I don't want to spoil it for you. Cause it is kind of a cool moment.
1: I, I might've spoiled it for myself in doing research, but uh, nice. we can talk about that later for sure.
0: Yeah. So, um, Cloverfield is a big movie for your and I's friendship because I can't remember if I showed you the trailer first or if you showed me the trailer first or if we both just kind of came to it on our own.
1: I think we showed it to each other at the same time.
0: Yeah, that sounds sounds right. Um, But, like, I remember very vividly uh, the lead-up to the movie Because of how secretive uh, everything was, how like under wraps they are keeping the plot, didn't really know anything that was going on. The only thing that we really had was like a teaser of the Statue of Liberty's head being ripped off. That was pretty iconic. Um,
1: Yeah, and they didn't even put the name of the movie, they just gave a date.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. It was
1: it was very vague and ominous, and yeah. So like, it came out as like a trailer before. I forget what movie it played before, but I read something somewhere about that, and um, yeah, that's what grabbed everybody's attention because they're like, "What is this?" And then, and I mean, if you can keep going if you want, but then they just um, put out a bunch of teaser material like on the internet and stuff, and there was uh, lots of different avenues you could go down to to try and do your research. You just put out a bunch of fake bait on the internet, like different fake websites oh, and stuff. Yeah. It was very like extensive. It was so
0: cool. <laughs> I ate. Oh my god! I ate that shit up. Yeah, was I so love it. <laughs> it was like extremely effective viral marketing before like social media had taken over. Because um, the movie came out in 2008, so it was like the early onset of Facebook and things like that. Um, and yeah again didn't really know them all we really all anybody really knew was like the the poster of again the statue of liberty with its head off um that it was uh jj abrams was behind it and at that point jj abrams was making uh, a decent name for himself with like things like lost and stuff and he was getting like more and more attention uh, uh directorial wise um and Andy and I saw it together in theaters um at a like a matinee if i remember cuz it was pretty empty yeah we were, it felt
1: like this really uh special screening cuz it was like no one else was there and this this movie that was so mysterious and like very uh you know like in your face i guess and you like to, yeah. to see this movie like it's you know shot in first person and it's this enormous monster and like there's military and all this you know loud in your face action and it just like felt like it was like just for us and also I don't think yeah. like many of our friends had seen it or were talking about it so we we're like we saw this cool movie <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> um,
0: yeah w- was that the same year Hot Rod came out
1: it was close I don't know if it was the same exact year.
0: That was another. That was another movie I saw in theaters again at a matinee again with barely (laughs) anybody there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, (laughs) but uh, yeah.
1: Anyway, um, I would like to elaborate on the the mystery, if I may. Please. Um. So. Yeah. So they did the trailer, and they didn't do a title, and they, and then they. So the the mystery even goes further beyond just the audience. They actually did not tell the actors anything when they were Mm. trying out for the film. They had them reading other of uh, J.J. Abrams' uh, scripts to try (laughs) out. So they didn't know what they were signing up for. And I uh, I read like one of the the actresses thought it was like a a romantic comedy or something. Oh my god! It's just like, like it's an action monster movie. I did movie. read um,
0: Liz, uh, Lizzie Kaplan, who plays Marlena or Marlena in the yeah. movie. Um, again, she had no idea what it was, and she, I, there was like an interview about her. And she's like, in retrospect, I probably would never do that again.
1: <laughs> yeah, you probably shouldn't. Like, what if um, what if you hated the script after you got the part, and you're like, well.
0: Yeah, I she specifically work. said that it was, like, super, I think, physically demanding. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: That was a big part of it, for sure.
0: Do you know when they attached the name to it?
1: I, it might have been a little while. I didn't read anywhere when exactly, but the movie is named after where the bad robot facility at the time was located. That was the name of the street. Oh. But then the lore around the fact that clovers grow first after a nuclear blast became like oh. what it was known as.
0: Oh, which is is a
1: cool detail, but it wasn't initially intentional. So I guess you know, it's cool after is that. The real? Fact. Like,
0: have people figured that out?
1: <laughs> I haven't looked into the science of it, but <laughs> that's what they. That's what I. I read. I've only heard that fact after the movie title Cloverfield,
0: if you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Before we get more into the production zone, I just want to get... This was, like... It was a pretty significant movie in a lot of ways because you had Blair Witch Project, which kind of proved... It was, like, a proof of concept for the, like, self-hand cam movie, like, documentary movie playing off as real um but then like nobody really did it as I mean I'm sure folks have done it in between Blair Witch and Cloverfield but not to the degree of success that Cloverfield had and then this was also pre-paranormal activity which is that's when the the whole like found footage genre exploded Mm. um for better or worse I kind of I don't know both <laughs> there there's yeah there's some <laughs> there's some good ones out there and there and there's been some like you know um creativity as far as like how it's been done I don't know have you ever seen the alien movie the fourth kind yes a
1: long That's t- like I saw a it like pretty... once a long time ago and, and I based some you can probably tell by my answer I don't really remember much about it
0: yeah it's it's not that memorable but it's like it 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 did a decent job at like the self uh like the the found footage it it was like kind of like a documentary the way that they did it it was interesting Mm -hmm. um but yeah so cloverfield was kind of it was interesting for that uh especially because it was like a big budget well i don't know how the the budget was like not extreme it was like 30 million bucks or something like that um but it was you know kind of daring to do a hand cam movie about a big monster like a godzilla monster mm-hmm. and it was
1: well received like most re- reviews that i've seen about it were like it, that's it was cool what they did it was interesting yeah. what they did it wasn't just the same thing that everyone was doing with found footage yeah and it did yeah. it did pretty well in the box office too like they the budget was 25 million, but they grossed 80 million in North America and then 172 million worldwide. So yeah, they got, I mean, I got yeah. their money back. <laughs> that's
0: that's wow. It was only 25 million budget. That's wild.
1: I was gonna say this for talking more about production, but they also shot it in 34 days.
0: What?
1: Yeah, I don't oh. understand that.
0: Uh, that's. Man, okay, so that kind of speaks to, like, I guess the physical grueling nature yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And, it,
1: I mean, uh, yeah, I, I guess, like, also the the way that they shot it, I'm sure, would help to cut down on some things, because, um, like, hearing some of the, the like, the director and who, other people talking about, like, how it was shot, like, you know, you only have one shot. You don't have yeah. to, like do things over and over and over again to like make sure everything in the background's like doing exactly what you want it's kind of just like yeah it it is a very physical movie
0: yeah yeah uh especially um for tj miller the guy playing hud behind the behind the camera Mm -hmm. um which i have some thoughts on it, but,
1: Um I actually don't know much about
0: him as a person. But, so he's not great. <laughs> That's what I've heard. He's not good. <laughs> it's probably the the part of the movie that has aged the worst if I had to if I had to put put something put my finger on it. But um um Hi li- I know this is probably hard for you because like you and I are so close to the movie but recently watching it, what was like your high level takeaway or feeling? Um,
1: I think I had similar feelings to when we first watched it there. I think mostly I was kind of stuck on the acting most of all. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't find it good? I I think when, like, shit's hitting the fan and they're, like, acting distraught and scared, I think that was, like, pretty good. But Mm. when they were just, like, being normal people, I was like, these people suck. They're so annoying. I don't know why. I don't know if it was just, like, of the time or if they're trying to be, like, super indie party people or what, but it was just, like, I don't know, like... I, I mean, to be honest, well, Marlena was really funny, too. I was like, Hud and Marlena were, like, funny, and, like, they seemed pretty normal enough, but mostly the other people but, were, like, dopey to me. Is that okay to say?
0: That Yeah, I think so. Um, I It's funny, because I had kind of the reverse reaction. Oh, really? I was like, oh, I, I definitely see what you're saying. Like, Rob in particular does kind of come off as, like, dopey. Uh, in 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 the in like the party scene and stuff especially with his like obliviousness to ha- um, to like the way Beth feels about him and stuff um but I uh, man I there's so I just this movie this movie worked for me the same way it worked for me when we watched it when we were I think 17 or 18 years old mm-hmm. um but in that. This movie it has informed so much of what I find cool or interesting about like science fiction or just fiction in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love a mystery box, yeah, which is why I loved Lost so much, even though it didn't really know what to do with the mystery box. The more it went on, yeah. <laughs> um, Cloverfield is such like a wonderful contained version in that like it doesn't overstay its welcome uh it doesn't give too much away inside that mystery box things like that but then it also like worked for me in a different way in that i just found i found i found this might be a little nerdy but i found the uh the relationship between rob and beth really affecting i don't know why like this time around maybe because i'm married because you're in love man I know. You know what we're it's We're both like? married now.
1: Yeah, we're 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 big old married guys. Like the fact that he trudged back into downtown New York to a building that was about to collapse to like save mm-hmm. his. I mean, they weren't even together for very long. I don't think, right? Like they no, they, only they were like friends. Yeah, they were yeah. friends. They had like one date, and then it was like they were in love or whatever and he 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 risked his life and that of like his four friends, three friends to <sighs> go save her and also like I'm, I might be sounding like a dick right now but like she was fucked up, you know what i mean? <laughs> 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 like oh. like she called him and she's like there's blood everywhere or something like that and like yeah, you you have to go
0: Especially you, you have to if go left it the way i guess he left it
1: yeah um because everyone was like ten- you guys are you shouldn't be here and then
0: he was like i'm in love and they're like this way <laughs> um it, that was another thing that like really hit me this time. it was like the there's a bunch of little small and smart character mode this movie does a lot with the characters like facial features explaining how they feel yeah in a good way i think um but we'll we'll get we'll get we'll get there before i lead you into the rest of the production zone i am going to carry on the tradition that i started with johnny and i'm gonna ask you an action question oh boy that i thought of on my walk today one of my many walks with my dog not that I just walk a lot. I don't have to explain There's myself. There's wrong with that, though. Um, you need a reason. If the if if this happened, if Cloverfield happened, mm-hmm. would you? It's kind of a would you rather question. Would you rather be <laughs> a member of the medical society, the military, or a civilian?
1: Oh. I mean, this is just really going to tell you a lot about my personality, isn't it?
0: <laughs> it's going to say <laughs> a
1: lot about mine, too. <laughs> I mean, from a practical standpoint, well, I don't know, because where, where am I as a civilian? Am I Am I that, like the cast?
0: That's a good question. You could be like, I don't know. Like I'm in New Jersey, baby. Working like a restaurant job on your way home for work or something. Or I want to be across the river, just watching it all go down. You don't. You don't think that motherfucker is gonna swim over to New Jersey? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, (laughs) He seems. Wait. So you would be. You would go civilian. Um,
1: it's tough because, uh. I guess medical would probably be the best, most heroic, helping people out. If you're in that little underground mall, you might be safe. Mm. It seems like you're safe mm-hmm. there. Um, civilian, you're kind of on your own. It seems like a lot of people did get out, but you know, you never know with catastrophes like that. And then military is crazy because nothing they did
0: worked. I know. I know. That's why I really need them to make a fucking second movie. Because, the uh, at least the early rumors about Cloverfield Two was that I was gonna follow the military.
1: Oh, like twenty eight weeks later. Yeah. Which uh. that. I like that movie. I mean, it Sorry. was it was fun, but it wasn't the first
0: one. It's n- no, it's not, and it you know, I don't. I I don't know. I like that movie. <laughs> it's fine. It's for another day. Oh, so what, um, yeah. What what do you think? What about you? Military is hard because you're probably gonna die. I would say fairly quickly because you're like right in the thick of things. Although that is kind. Of, I don't know why my like. My snap reaction is to like give me a gun, um, even though I've never used a gun in my life. Yeah. Um, medic, medic is interesting because they don't really explain this in the movie, but is the weird blood disease can that be contracted only through bites, or what happens if you get blood on you? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that's that would change stuff for me if it's like easily. Can uh you like you can easily get it and then civilian is like, I guess like that's just like every uh, that's just everybody else so it's like depending on where you are who you are what your job is and and things like that, um, man it's tough. I think I would go. It's stupid. I think I would go military. Hmm. I didn't see that because, coming. No offense to you. Be- <laughs> because I think. It would it would make me even again foolishly it would make me feel like I have the most uh, control over what's gonna happen even though I don't um, maybe if you were like the
1: general I don't I don't know military ranks but that one's pretty high up there
0: that's me <laughs> I am I am I'm the general um, so oh, yeah that was your first action question how do you feel pretty good i think i think i handled <laughs> i think i handled it okay <laughs> oh. next all right did you give say me, next give me another one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I got i, I got a, a whole bunch of them i usually think of them when i'm on walks so sue me um do you want to take us throughout uh through the rest of the production
1: Yeah, I have some notes, some of which I've already mentioned. Um, So, yeah, they shot it pretty fast. Um, You had mentioned it sounded like a pretty intense filming, and I believe
0: that it was. Um, A nice little fun fact about the shooting is they filmed it in Coney Island. Really? Yeah, which is where... uh... Which is where, uh, as as the mayhem is going on, the like interstitial shots of Beth and Rob's day together are in. Coney oh,
1: right, right, right. Okay, so they they shot some of those scenes there, and I think they did most of it in L.A. Oh, okay. Because they there were some downtown shots that, from you know, from what I was researching, they were saying like. There's only a, a, f- a few places in downtown LA that looks anything like New York, so they had to shoot right there. And then, so the the scene where they go into the electronics store, that's actually a real electronics store.
0: And oh, look at yeah, that! It's there. How, I would love to see like a documentary of this movie on like how they got all of like the crowds and stuff. I mean, obviously, that's like extras and stuff like that, but it just seems like such a organized chaos. And that's that's interesting
1: too, because it was something that they mentioned. They got a lot of inspiration for the shots that they got from YouTube footage of actual uh, catastrophes like nine eleven. Oh my god. Yeah, so it's like. Jesus. pretty intense so if you feel anything like visceral while you watch it it's it's intentional they're trying I, yeah
0: yeah yeah <laughs> they want you to be there i mean even even coming out of like the covid pandemic it felt a little real Hmm. um i don't know if you know this but you know when the uh when the statue of liberty head, head is like ripped off and there's a guy yelling oh my god oh my god in the background mm-hmm that's one of the producers of the movie. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. That's so good. I thought that was fun. I love that they yeah.
1: This this movie is full of little easter eggs and secrets and things and it's so fun. I
0: love yeah, it. Yeah, the whole the, the whole thing where Rob, with Rob taking a job at Slusho. Yeah. That's like a whole thing. And and uh
1: Jason's wearing a t-shirt at, yep. at the party.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, well, I wanted to say this earlier but I think we kind of glossed over it with the whole fact that like Hud films the whole movie in real life but i loved how before he gets the camera he goes oh i don't know seems like a lot of responsibility (laughs) and like in real life he has to act and shoot the movie at the same time yeah it's like that is a lot of responsibility
0: (laughs) that's yeah that's wild uh regardless of how i feel about tj miller like I read somewhere that he, like a lot of his, sh- a lot of what he did with the camera was like fifty percent of the shots. That's wild. It's nuts. And he he had no camera work experience before
1: this, so like he was he was just basically just a comedian, and comedians <laughs> can't do shit. And That's like, true. but he did all sorts of things, and uh,
0: yeah, he did it all. If there is anything you take away from this podcast, it's that comedians can't do shit. They're just like funny. Mm-hmm. And like that. they scary. have no levels to them. <laughs> um the jesters. Did you have any no uh notes or like research on like the uh the like what do you call it? The ARGs that were going into like the viral marketing, the 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 like alternate reality games? Um
1: not games. I did have like like the different websites and stuff that you could check out.
0: Yeah, that that's what I yeah. that's what I mean.
1: So basically the lore goes back to the Tagarato Corporation. Mm. And they were a deep ocean drilling company. Mm. And if you go to their fake website, it looks like the most boring normal corporate corporate Website you've ever seen, and the tagline says, "A collection of top scientists, engineers, and businessmen committed to leading our investors and the whole of mankind into the future."
0: And is that website still up?
1: Yeah, you can visit it. Um, a lot mm. of the websites did get taken down, but this one remains, and that's fun. It's cool. That's interesting. Yeah. Um. So don't apply for a job for them.
0: They were the ones behind
1: Slusho, right? Yes, so that I—I I guess we could go into this kind of now. Um, so they, so Slusho is like obviously a slushy company, mm-hmm. and it's like a subcompany th- through the corporation. And I heard th- I heard this theory, and I don't—I <laughs> don't know if it's simply just a theory or not, but apparently there is. This seabed nectar that they extracted from the deep ocean, and they add that to the drink. Oh my god. And it's like it makes your tummy feel weird or whatever. To the slushy? Yeah. <laughs> but that's why. So there's a connection between what happens to people when they get bit by the, um, the little guys? Yeah they were calling them what were they calling them anyway the little guys the little monsters that jump off the the main beast's body Um, when they bite you you explode so there was like there was a theory that that's connected that like this quote unquote seabed nectar somehow in the bites of the, the creatures I don't know if that's, it sounds stupid when I say it out loud, but it's just like, you know, it's like blogger shit, but
0: it's so funny to me that they like in the lore of the movie, they use that to make the slushies. Yeah. (laughs) I don't see the, the practical aspect of that,
1: but I don't know, like, I don't know, like thinking about terrible corporations and like nicotine and shit like people they put shit in the stuff that we eat all the time so i guess it's kind of like a commentary on that
0: yeah i mean yeah it totally makes sense and also like jj J. abrams loves that shit mm-hmm, he loves mm-hmm. like having little like subliminal stuff in his and also like slusho i think i'm pretty sure permeated into lost like i'm pretty sure in some shots you can see like slusho paraphernalia in the background and stuff yeah it's it's throughout lots of like bad robot stuff and even
1: and you know there's even stuff in the non sequels to this movie that have little little references and easter eggs and stuff all across the board yeah any other production stuff you want to hit on um, kind of going off the last thing that I was saying um, so that like the theory would be that like from the drilling that woke up the monster that was dor- dormant uh, at the bottom of the ocean.
0: Um, when I, I might be... I thought it was gonna be the the nectar mm. turned like a little bug into a really <laughs> big bug. I mean, who's to say? I, I don't
1: think they ever officially came out with like what the answers are, and I think a lot of people were just kind of like online figuring it out.
0: Yeah, but that's... that was also something that really worked for the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In favor of the movie, I should say. Yeah. And so
1: I think it's just like people's best guess. And this this theory makes the most sense to me, I think. Um, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but... Go ahead. Uh, spoilers, at the end of the movie...
0: Uh, that's what I was going to bring up. Yeah,
1: exactly. So you see, in, they're, they're at Coney Island, they're like on the ferris wheel is that what it was and yeah i think so they get a shot like out across the ocean and you can barely see it you would only ever notice it if you need to look and mm-hmm. in the background something falls pr- quite large falls from space and lands in the water so you're like oh yeah was that the monster but people were saying that it's supposed to be a satellite oh what so that's why it connects to
0: the Cloverfield Paradox. Oh my god. Wait, how? <laughs> See, this is why I need to figure out... This is why we need to rewatch the Cloverfield Paradox.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we'll get to it and, you know, maybe we're learning along the way. But it that's why I asked you from the start, like, Do you know if these movies are connected intentionally or kind of just like, eh, whatever, like, this thing's kind of like that thing. But, like, it, it really seems like everything... I mean, like, so online when I looked it up, it's like the unintentional sequels to Cloverfield, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, but they're, like, almost very intentionally connected.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. The only thing... The only thing I can speak to, Cloverfield Paradox is intentionally connected to Cloverfield. Okay. There is a very explicit scene in that movie, and I won't ruin for you, that directly connects to Cloverfield. Of which I think I know, but we won't mention that now. Yeah. Um, 10 Cloverfield Lane. I don't know. I need to read it. I need to read about that movie because I know, like... Um, i don't know if the if the script was written and then they decided to add in the connection mm. and if they did it that way that's kind of strange like i don't know i don't know what the like mentality would be behind that if like if jj J. abrams always envisioned it as like a universe or whatever um so yeah i would, I would honestly love to learn more about how specifically Ten Cloverfield Lane fits into everything, because again, it's only it's super minor and it's at the end, mm-hmm. and it's not even like. <sighs> All right, spoilers. It indicates. <laughs> Let me have it. I can. The ramifications it. of what happens in the Cloverfield paradox. That there are, there is a multiverse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's why I
1: I know more than I do besides not having watching the movies.
0: Yeah. Because you had to fall on the sword to uh, I did. to research the production. I did. Which I appreciate. Thank you. No, it, it
1: was, it was uh, yeah, I had to do it. Um god now i know because it's like annoying we want to we want to talk about that because that's honestly the most interesting thing about it all but
0: we can't uh, the most interesting thing about cloverfield paradox is that it uh the trailer or not yet the trailer and the movie came out on the same day it was advertised during the super bowl Mm. and then it was dropped on netflix i think like a couple hours later mm-hmm. and um, which was very in the spirit of the first Cloverfield. Um, and, and because it, it is a, it's a really strange movie, man. I can't believe that you make, you've had me cause that was the one that I was dreading rewatching the most. I can't believe you've made me the most excited to rewatch that one. <laughs> it's honestly, yeah, it's quite connected. So, and did you, did you, have you ever heard of or seen the movie Overlord? Heard of it, yeah. It's a movie about um, paratroopers in World War II that find some like fucked up Nazi experiments. Mm-hmm. That movie was also supposed to be in the Cloververse, but then they, at the, I guess, at the last minute, took it out of it. They just like edited out the giant uh, Godzilla, the giant mystery. bug. <laughs> Um yeah, it's a really it's a really interesting thing and again, please god make a second just like a direct sequel. I'm begging you, please. Amen. JJ, I'm talking to you now. Please stop making bad Star Wars <laughs> and produce a Cloverfield <laughs> movie. Um
1: it, is that it, is oh, Well, sorry, it, it's safe No,
0: no, no, it's safe to say that um
1: it is in production.
0: Yeah. It has been a while. Really? Yeah. 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 Um well I think it's been going through a little bit of development hell.
1: Okay. Well the first one took thirty four days to make, so
0: Yeah, I know, right? So, um we'll, uh... <laughs> uh is uh is that what you got for uh for the production? For the most part, most of my notes are like little
1: secret things yeah baby
0: i that's that shit i like um so i should i guess we should say uh because i forgot to mention the at the top the director of this movie is matt reeves for the longest time i thought it was jj abrams but Mm -hmm, no he's mm -hmm. the he's the producer of the movie matt reeves i really actually like him quite a lot um he's done uh the reboot two movies in the planet of the apes uh trilogy that came out dawn of the planet of the apes and war for the planet of the apes have you watched any of those i never really got into those oh man they're good are they you gotta make you gotta make it through rise of the planet planet of the apes the shitty beginner one with james franco Um. and then he's not in the rest of them thank god yeah um Dawn and War are really good Okay, I think One of the biggest reasons Why I like Cloverfield Which this was like his first major directorial movie Um, One of the biggest reasons why I like his directing Is because he makes the world feel very lived in Mm -hmm. And like realized Uh, He also did The new Batman movie last year Mm -hmm. Um, And the movie Let Me In Which is based off of the swedish movie let the right one in which is based off the swedish book let the right one in mm. have you watched that i haven't seen
1: it but i, I know i'm familiar it it looks all
0: right it's good i don't think it got like incredible reviews but it's 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 good i haven't seen the swedish version um which i hear is like excellent but
1: i'm just not a big vampire guy
0: me neither. Unless if it's unless it's Blade, in which case, oh my god, hell yeah, we're gonna do that. Yeah, we should watch Blade. Yeah, we're gonna watch Blade. Not the fourth one, but we should watch Blade one through three. Mm-hmm. Um. Written by Drew Goddard, who did the really bad World War Z movie. <laughs> um, and The Martian, which wasn't bad. That was an r movie. Hmm. And he also wrote on uh, on Lost, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Um, so now, are you ready to get into the movie, baby? I think so. I think
1: maybe first, I would like to talk about the cast a little bit. Please. Oh, yeah. I didn't write any of their names down. <laughs> oh, no. It's fine. I was just trying to, like, get a feel for who these folks are and, like, what they've done. Um... So, Michael Stahl-David plays Rob, main guy. I, he hasn't done much. I haven't recognized really anything that he's done. uh nope. Jessica Lucas, who plays Lily, was in Evil Dead of 2013, which I'm very <laughs> afraid to watch, but I want the to. The one with Halle Berry? I want to. No? Is she in that? I didn't see that
0: she was in that. I don't know. I might be pulling that out of my ass and (laughs)
1: stuff. Lizzie Kaplan plays Marlena, and this is why I I wanted to say this because she plays Janice Ian on Mean Girls. Oh yeah, I still need to watch that movie. Oh dude, (laughs) uh, it's great. I I have this. I have this funny. Conflict with my wife who, like, grew up watching that movie and thinks it's like insanely good. And I think mm-hmm. it's good, but it's like I don't want to watch it all the time. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sure. But it is good, and I always enjoy it when I watch it. But like watching this, and then like I didn't make I didn't put two and two together. She's so funny in Mean Girls, and she has like a very similar like delivery on like she's you know, like, like snarky and sarcastic and like clever. Yeah. And yeah, she's so good and I, I like when I saw that I was like, No way like it blew my mind.
0: Um Have she- you seen Party Down? I never watched it. Oh dude, it's so good and she's she's in the first not the most recent season that they like rebooted, but you should watch Party Down. I know, I've heard it's very good from lots of people
1: and I'm stupid for not watching it. But she's You're also in stupid. Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh
0: my god, yeah she is. <laughs> Oh, why you got to do it? Why you got to do it to me <laughs> like that? Oh, my God. Because she's in
1: she's in it. Uh, T.J. Miller, bad. that was his first movie, and he was in Silicon Valley and Deadpool. And then... Cloverfield was his first movie? Apparently. Wow. His big break. Wow. Okay. And then Odette Annabelle plays... But I don't. I didn't yes, really. Which I constantly
0: anything. get her confused with other actresses.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that's all that I had. Yeah, I just wanted to say that um, Janice Ian is in this. So. Hell yeah! Shout outs did to that the for Mean my, Girl heads out did there that for
0: Rick baby. Um. Yeah. Shout outs to our wives, who my wife also loves Mean Girls and is also mad at me that I haven't seen it. You should watch it uh, tomorrow. I, maybe i will cool um okay that's an impossible pivot <laughs> to the movie um should we but i'm just do you think it would make sense to like take a break or yeah you want to take a break
1: let's take a little break all right
0: i'm gonna be a really good podcast editor and play some outro music to our break so we will be back in a second We are back uh thank you guys for sticking with us uh so now we're gonna go into the movie um and this movie moves very fast it is only an 80 minute movie um which i uh andy you had a fun note about that
1: it yeah the the movie's 80 minutes and that's the same length as a mini dv camcorder tape which is the type of tape that you use in this in the camcorder that was used to shoot the movie well, in, is that,
0: you know, um, is that like the mini VHS tape that you used to put in? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it? Okay. That's so cool. I mean, I, I think so. Let me tell. Did me they me. do that intentionally? I think so. That's so fucking cool. I mean, I don't, I don't mean, know. I mean, I guess they had accident. to have. Yeah. That seems way too coincidental.
1: <laughs> yes, it is a tape.
0: Um... And, man, this movie is really just, like, such a product of its time. But um, I wrote, like, the intro is still so affecting because I just, like, I vividly remember seeing this in theaters and kind of, like, looking to you and being like, did we come into the right movie? Um, because it's, you know, it's this Rob, like, using the camcorder walking around this apartment that we don't know anything about kind of like looking at the landscape of New York City and then you know he's filming his not girlfriend clearly naked <laughs> while she's sleeping <laughs> while she's sleeping don't know if that's cool if that's chill but um you know he does it um and she's it's a, just like doesn't like it yeah <laughs> <laughs> For how short this movie is, for it being eighty minutes, like before it gets to like the kind of mayhem of it, it I remember at the time it felt like a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you felt that way or not.
1: I don't think I don't think it felt like super long. I think it they they did their best to like develop the characters I think I think that was yeah. something that they definitely wanted to like get you attached to the different relationships in the storyline in that way
0: yeah yeah I would I I would definitely agree I think they did it, a good job too they do a really good job in that I again I remember when we were first watching in theaters that when things start going badly I almost forgot the type of movie we were watching and it was like Legitimately shocking Mm -hmm. Um, Because you know You have in the beginning of this movie You have like the romantic stakes Of everything between Rob and Beth Uh, You have uh, They have this very smart um, Kind of You know Because this movie is on one tape um, uh, I guess The crux of the movie is that Rob is going away He took a job in Japan um, and the beginning of the movie is a going away party for him. That is go, uh, that is happening at his brother's house with, uh, his brother's longtime partner, uh, who we kind of intimate, they've been together for a while, uh, and are probably going to get married soon Are not engaged yet, but most likely will be. Um, and, um, they, so, yeah, so he took this job in Japan. He's coming to the surprise party. Um, and you kind of just like it, the the smart thing this movie does is you have the interstitial kind of cuts of rob's tape where he was filming his his really nice day with him and beth which is like the first time they were ever ever able to act like a couple pretty much or at least that is what is in like intimated um, To all of the events that happen in the movie, which is, like, just horrific shit (laughs) for, like, Mm -hmm. you know, an hour or however long it is. Um, But I, again, when I rewatched this, I was like, God, it's so good how they do that. Um, I don't know if you felt that way, too.
1: You know, because you have to, to make the movie impactful, you have to draw the people in to care about the characters and I think they yeah. spent like just enough time doing that because um, you know everyone's experienced love lost I'm sure and um, for in or like a relationship where like maybe you miscommunicated or whatever and, and um, for like for um, Rob to like finally hit it off with Beth mm-hmm. and then have to leave and then you know they don't they're not like in a relationship or anything but like they still have this like he still feels this need to like rescue her like he has to be yeah and it, you know it is like a classic like damsel in distress story but like it, it it and it also like I mean going back to your question like which person would you want to be um, in the story <laughs> and being just like a civilian but, like, being friends with him, like it makes yeah. it there's much more going on. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of get dragged through it a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's interesting that you say that because um, when he's filming this, like, perfect day with Beth, he has already taken the job in Japan. So he's already mm-hmm. in the mental space of he's going away. And you can tell there's a lot of parts where he's like talking to Beth in the like little interstitial moments, where he's he's almost like, like reassurance seeking towards Beth, like should I go, should I stay, and Beth being just like you know a nice person is like yeah, do what makes you happy. But clearly there's an underpinning of like I'll go with you if you want me to, or I really want you to. I really want to ask you to stay here. Um, she just wants to be asked. Exactly, and that yeah, and that that was one thing that I wrote in my notes was like, even though I didn't know what was going on at the beginning of the movie because it really just throws you into it, um, the opening provides like all the emotional stakes that you need. Um, it's it's like fairly mm-hmm. effective in that way. Um, we get introduced to fucking T.J. Miller's character HUD, which is also. Mm-hmm. Uh, HUD is, it's a, it's a, they must have picked that name intentionally because HUD is, like, heads-up display. That's, like, a video mm-hmm. game term. Like, if you're playing Doom or whatever, a HUD is, like, it shows, like, your health and, like, ammo and all that shit. That, that's that got to be intentional. I can only imagine that that's, like, JJ being, like, oh, we should fucking call him HUD. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, it, it
1: is, it is, a like, a film term as well. Oh yeah, also true.
0: But yeah, you're totally right with that. Like this is kind of like this is a very, uh, especially the the party scene. It's very emblematic of the time. You know, you have fucking Kings of Leon playing in the background. Like the phones that they're using, the like uh, trying to be modern Verizon phones with like the MP3 buttons on the outside. Um, mm. Sean Crazy Kingston. Access. Playing in the background <laughs> Yeah that was nice um, Like all the decorations And the drink choices And things like that It does It does set a tone um, When I was a and, kid I was
1: like I would love to go to this party
0: Yeah I felt the same way And <laughs> now I've been things. to that party Many times
1: it, And it stinks
0: Yeah it's, it's not good
1: I'm just being a Downer,
0: and that's what we need. That's what I need, because <laughs> if not, I'm gonna be way too uh, effusive about this movie. One of, the most, <laughs> one of the most, I think, affecting parts of this movie is that you know you have this otherworldly beast attacking New York City. It's you know, it's like a Godzilla without being Godzilla, um, but the way this movie grounds everything with both being a found footage movie so you can kind of put yourself in the place of hud but also because it's a love story more or less and that is something that everybody can relate with as you said um Mm -hmm. it's you know the last line before everything goes to shit um rob's brother jason says to him is like you just gotta like forget the world and hold on and hang on to the people you care about the most and then everything just blows up. But that that you know that line as cheesy as it is, it's a good line. Yeah, cuz you
1: don't you don't have a lot of control over things. And I mean not to go too dark, I guess, but like yeah. People people were saying that like you know, this was made with 9/11 in mind. Mm. I, they didn't explicitly say that but you know it's like there are lots of anxieties that are like written to the movie and to be able to yeah like a line like that is like very it's it's saying it you know it's like yeah
0: and I mean a lot of the imagery in this movie is like explicitly um reminiscent of images of nine eleven, like the mm-hmm. after the head comes off of the Statue of Liberty like all the the huge kind of avalanche of dust that comes through the city and people running away like that's almost chopper shot, shot images of what you what mm-hmm. you know happened at 911 stuff like that so like yeah I get it um, is there anything you want to call out or say about the beginning of this movie no not really that's Fine, because I will keep <laughs> moving. Um, yeah.
1: yeah. So, oh, I, I... will say that uh, it's, it's a, a funny, f- a funny fact. Funny fact about the party was that they shot it with no music playing, and the music
0: was put in afterwards. So they had to. Oh, really? Out. Yeah. That's that is funny. I do love a silent party. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I would love that. Doing it? Oh, I'm doing it right now just have yeah just like any of the fucking parties that we've been to where it's just like non-stop like I don't know I'm just gonna name a couple bands off the dome Drake, Drake, Title Fight those are the same bands um, <laughs> just going to a fucking uh, a house party where no music is playing that you know that's the brave thing to do is to play no music. In fact, I might do that next time. <laughs> next time you guys come over, I might play nothing. I hope that works for you. The band. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. The, yeah. Um. The, yeah. Man, this this beginning sequence before everything goes to shit. I don't know. It really works for me. Um maybe because i'm just like a i mean i i you know this about me i'm a pretty big romantic so like Mm -hmm. this this sort of like not saying what's on your chest type of thing Mm -hmm. just resonates with me and i don't Mm -hmm. find the acting to be i don't find it to be terrible i do find hud to be annoying um on like subsequent watches because like his constant jokiness, especially when things are going badly, is kind of like one complaint I would have about the movie. It it rubs me the wrong way, I think. I can see that.
1: They, they often talk about how he's the comedic relief, but in, I don't know. Yeah. It, that's the thing with movies like this. It's like you can be hypercritical about like what it would be like to have a person like that. With you if this is happening in real life, yeah um, yeah it could get it could get annoying <laughs> I I like every time I watch it, I do appreciate him because he's he is hilarious like I think his jokes are legitimately funny yeah but I don't know if like do people actually exist like that in the real world like I haven't been through enough of chaotic events to if someone was like there with me doing that. If I would be like, "Shut the fuck up, man! <laughs> like this is serious, you know." That was, yeah, that but, like, was. A I do that I though myself. Like to I make you. jokes about bad things all the time. Yeah, <laughs> that's like kind of part
0: of my personality. So <laughs> that, yeah, that but, was. I mean, a I don't know. I, was I have, gonna... I
1: have been through some shit.
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask you uh, how, because like, yeah, I try. the The reason why that stuff bugs me, I think I mentioned in an earlier episode with like Johnny and I, is that like. If you're in a serious if if you're a piece of fiction and you're supposed to like be telling me this kind of serious story but you have a character that's like constantly making jokes about it it makes me feel like if the character is not taking it seriously why should I take it seriously Exactly um, yeah but I try to put myself in the position of somebody like Hud who is like very jokey and I know that you and I are very joking and so I try to think about like would I be that way if something happened like that? And the reason why I think I wouldn't be is because recently my wife dislocated her shoulder. And mm. when I went into panic mode, I literally couldn't think about anything. I just froze in place. Um, yeah. And I didn't know what to do. I just, you know how they That's say That's what I'm like, saying. Comedians can't flight. do shit. Yeah, so, like, do you think you would be that way? Or have yeah, you? Well, you
1: know, have I been in a situation that wasn't funny, and I try to make it funny? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> No, actually not. I, I've i discovered about myself that when I'm in moments of, like, true panic, my fight kicks in, which is surprising. That's good. Uh, knowing my personality. My personality is very reserved and shy but when i when i'm faced with uh extreme circumstances i i do stupid things but dude uh, it's better uh, than i don't make jokes i don't make jokes baby
0: exactly (laughs) and (laughs) honestly i i would i would take fight or flight over freeze freeze is the worst one (laughs) (laughs) like what are you... Do- not not entirely. I mean... Okay, freeze I is better
1: than, like, running into the danger without any plan. You know that's,
0: what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. And I don't I don't freeze the... I, like... It's, like, the first couple seconds where I'm, like, oh, my God. what? There's this, like, too much information that I just overload, and I don't know what to do. And then I'm, like, that's okay, fair. let's figure this out. But, yeah, so that, like, his jokiness... I do find his jokes funny, at least some of them. Um, like, the shit about where he's, like, in the tunnels talking about the hobos being on fire. Like, that's yeah. still, that stuff still makes me laugh.
1: <laughs> but it's um, crazy,
0: though. Like, that kind of shit, too. It's, like, y-
1: y- like when you talk about, and then, you know, it's just comedy or whatever, but, like, when you talk about shit like that, and it's, like, funny. But, like, if, yeah. if you had encountered that yourself, that would be the scariest
0: yeah. shit you've ever seen in your life. The hobos being on fire or the big beast? I mean, both. Yeah? I mean, you're right, you're right. <laughs> um, I'm just stating the obvious, I guess. <laughs> uh, so Jason says that, like, really dope, romantic line, uh, and then everything goes to hell. Um, oh, and he also says, this, I thought
1: this was interesting. I don't know if this is intentional or not, but probably it is because of a lot of the things, the details that they do. But he also says Beth McIntyre's from a whole other planet
0: oh yeah oh my god like,
1: yeah she is
0: <laughs> you know do you think mean? she's a fucking alien
1: I mean she doesn't want to go to Japan oh
0: my god are there There's gotta <laughs> be. are there reddit theories about that you just kind of like open up a whole other world for me
1: I mean, she draws him back downtown and she's piked on a pole and she gets pulled off it and she doesn't bleed out to death. She lasts hours before dying.
0: You're a bad boy. I'm sorry we're getting
1: way ahead of ourselves, but uh,
0: you tell me. You're a bad boy and you deserve to be in jail for putting this shit in my head. (laughs) I can't believe I've never thought about that. That's We are getting ahead of ourselves and we need to stop. How did you cuz I I know that I uh the moment where he like he says forget the world and hang on to the people you care about the most and then everything goes bad. I remember that moment being like oh my god, I just like it immediately sucks you in. How do you feel about that moment now? Like does it still hit for you?
1: Yeah, it was terrifying. Like just like anything if you're experiencing an earthquake or anything that's out of the ordinary, you're always like, what's going on? And yeah. when they go in and like all the power goes out and then they go on the roof and then there's like explosions and stuff. It's like, and I, I think like being trapped in, in, it's, it's a premise for a lot of movies, but like being trapped in a place with like a lot of people, mm-hmm. like it adds to the anxiety. It's like so much like heightened anxiety. Like, I, f- I feel like there's a part of me <laughs> where I feel a little bit of anxiety, like living in a big city like that for kind of similar reasons, mm-hmm. um, and like you know we were talking about like COVID and shit like um you know, lots of people were living in New York City when COVID was happening and it's like, yeah that's that's a scary time. This is this is a, a very s- similar premise. It's very scary and like what do you do like like you're trying to survive but there's also uh, how many people live in new york like millions and a millions ton. and millions like they they're also trying to do the same shit that you're trying to do and it's like yeah. no one gives a shit about you yeah you know it's just like everyone's doing their best to like get out yeah so they're on the roof you know it's like well let's get out of here
0: <laughs> new york is like you un- a uniquely bad place to be if something like this is going to happen. It's perfect. Yeah. Um I think that's that might speak to like why something like I don't know if you're familiar with The Last of Us at all, um why something like that resonates with people uh because that does start in a rural area and it does show like how that kind of thing can proliferate outwards um so yeah yeah that's so after yeah after they go up on the roof um and there's like the big like oil tanker explosion which is a really cool scene you know everybody rushes down um they go into the convenience store also i think a really cool scene and then Jason kind of plays like the uh <laughs> plays like the neighborhood watch and he's like everybody shut up like this thing is here we gotta get to Brooklyn um and he wants he wants everybody to go on the Brooklyn bridge which turns out to be a really bad idea for him because he uh pretty much directly gets killed by this big monster <laughs> he's just trying to help out <laughs> he's trying to be helpful <laughs> he he is and you know god bless him cause somebody's gotta somebody's gotta do it um Uh, so yeah, they're also there, they do have like, you know, with any of these movies, there is the question of why would you keep filming? Um, and Rob explicitly asked HUD, he's like, why do you still, you know, why do you still have that thing? And HUD is like, people are going to want to know this is important. Um, so I thought that was kind of like a nice little, you know, touch to leave in. Um, we have the scene that you mentioned where they're running to the uh, to the uh, not the convenience store, to the electronics store, which is apparently a real electronics mm-hmm. store. Do you know what kind of electronics store it is?
1: The best kind.
0: Okay, I, th- I thought you were going to say like Radio Shack or something. I I don't know. Then that's okay. We don't have to know everything. Um, anything that you want to, like, any fun tidbits you want to throw in here before we move on? Because after this, it's, like, kind of doesn't stop. That's true.
1: Um, I th- I think something to note is, like, on the bridge, when they all fall down, I think that's, mm-hmm. like, kind of an interesting aspect of, like, the way that they shot the movie is, like, there's a lot of cameramen stumbling And that is something that they do, like, a lot of. Um, Like, sometimes when the cameraman would trip and fall, they would keep it in the movie to, like, add Uh to the realism of, like, the first person shooting of the movie. And, um, yeah, you know, just, like, they um, obviously would have to, like, prep the cameras a little bit and, like, pad them sometimes. But sometimes it'd just be cameraman just trips or whatever and they would keep it in to keep it like feeling realistic yeah
0: that's honestly really cool um that yeah that i was wondering that throughout like how do you because i gotta imagine those cameras are not light they gotta be kind of heavy i would think um yeah i mean from this from this point onward the movie moves like very mm-hmm. fast it, i mean if, if you're familiar with the beats of the movie uh it goes from jason dying to under the tunnels to the little bug pieces of shit to marlena exploding to, <laughs> um, getting there. Get, like rescuing beth to etc 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 um and um i think one of the better parts of the movie is, again, these are, like, a lot of the little character moments that they didn't have to do, but they did do them. Um, and I think this is to Matt Reeves's credit, because he just, like, pays attention to this type of stuff, is, like, the call between Rob and his mom, with his mom, like, being able to finally get through, um and, hi- and him telling his mom that Jason died mm-hmm. is... Mm-hmm. It's so rough, like, you can just, and, like, just, like, HUD just, like, filming it and, like, yeah. feeling guilty for filming it, it's so, it's so hard to watch.
1: Well, yeah, because he has to lie to his mom. Yeah, He's like, oh, yeah, we're yeah. safe, whatever, whatever. Uh, but, and yeah. But then, yeah, he, like, he has to tell his mom about Rob and, uh, yeah, very devastating for sure. And you know that I feel like that does make it, it brings it back to making it feel real a little bit, like it, it because they spend a fair amount of time just sitting, in, the subway, because they don't they don't yeah. know what to do. Oh, well, I think we should go, just for like a second, go back like a like a minute. So there's like the scene that was like the most impactful to me was when, they decide to go back downtown, to to find. Um, Beth and they are like running down the street and all of a sudden the monster appears it just like peeks out around the skyscraper and, and it does like mm-hmm. that like screeching whale sound it's like and then it's like and then they the camera flips back behind them because the military's there to like catch the beast and like shoot a bunch of shit at it and like see like when we saw that in the theater it was such a big moment it was so impactful as like oh my was so god rogue. yeah it was insane it was huge and so like then they're forced to go down into the the subway and and mm-hmm. i think that's when they start to like really start to lose their shit like they're just like what do we do like we're pinned down like it's like it's almost like they're like caught in the warfare you know and yeah they're, they're there for a long time and i remember like watching that scene and thinking like just like what 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 would you do You know, and they they discuss it. They have the conversation about like, okay, well, we can go back out to the street where like the monster is and where all the dudes are shooting off like rockets at it, or we can
0: like walk along the tracks and that's where they go. (laughs) Yeah. It's just it's 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 nothing but bad choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I think they do mention at least at the end of the movie. The entirety of the movie, I think, takes place over five or six hours. I want to say mm-hmm. it's like I think from midnight till 6 a.m. or something like that. Yeah, um, so yeah, like they're, yeah, they are in the subway for a while, um, because they, they don't know what to do. I mean, like, there's hell happening above them, they don't really want to risk walking on the tracks, even though they ultimately do because like they don't have any other good options. And like another one of the good character moments is uh, the same thing you were mentioning is like Rob, Rob was going to do this without his friends regardless. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A good thing. I think a thing that they do well in this movie is the guilt that plays out on Rob's face, dealing with the fact of like, He didn't ask his friends to be here But the fact that they are here Like secretly he feels Really good about because I think deep down He didn't want to do it alone For sure Um, And you have these like small little moments Like where Hud is running Down the subway And he trips and falls and you see Rob's face And he's like and his genuine concern About uh, Hud being hurt And like picking him up Uh, Because this is his best friend for you know from what sounds like decades like you know me and you more or less <laughs> tell me about it uh, um so yeah like it's just god i can't i have to stop or else i'm just gonna like keep on going um but yeah so they they de- they decide to go through uh the the tunnels the subway tunnels and we get the uh Maybe not the most iconic part of the movie, but it's 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 pretty iconic. Mm-hmm. Uh, ju- uh, getting attacked by the bugs with the really weird sounds, the really weird oh mouth yeah, sounds. those are great. They're like crickets um,
1: mixed with like hyenas. I don't know. It's like very
0: crickets very if they were like hyperventilating. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Um, they're scary. The, they are the, scary. The noises that they make are scary. Um, and what's what's interesting to me? What I wrote down here. So Marlena gets bit, mm-hmm. which is what leads to her unfortunate death. But it also looks like Rob is bloody, like on his arm. And I'm wonder, I'm wondering, did he also get bit, or is that just from like fighting these things off? I don't know if you paid. Yeah, it, they don't. Attention to that they scene. don't really address it, but it seems like that would be
1: the most reasonable explanation honestly yeah but it's funny Um, it's funny that scene they (laughs) this is i think this is hilarious showbiz baby um they (laughs) there was like the the prop team like designed those monsters the parasites it took them like two weeks they worked super hard to make them all like realistic and shit and then they filmed it and it looked really dopey so they just like did it all cgi (laughs) could you imagine being the dude being like we're done (laughs) and then just like
0: and that sucked (laughs) that's like um you know like when sonic the hedgehog trailer came out and it and everybody was like it looks too human yeah 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 and they made those poor vfx artists like go back through the entire fucking movie and change the model of sonic the hedgehog Yeah, yeah He's just a blue hedgehog, guys He's not that complicated He just runs fast (laughs)
1: He's got big feet
0: Yeah, and he's fucking voiced by John Ralphio from Parks and Rec Like, does this matter? Oh, man Um, Hey, their art's not your art, it's okay That's true Um... So they yeah so they, they make it through the they make it through the subway. Um Hud and Marlena have this, you know, nice little moment. I guess I should mention uh I something I forgot to mention. Hud has a crush on Marlena like pretty bad. Mm. Um and and Hud as like a character trait is like he seems like, you know, everybody knows him because he's Rob's friend, but nobody knows him as like kind of like an independent person. Um and he's you know, trying to make himself be that way with Marlena. Marlena is like a pretty headstrong person. Who's like not really into HUD's shit at the beginning. And I think, I mean, you could argue whether or not she becomes more into him as it goes on. But I think just by purely their circumstances, I think she just kind of finds himself, finds herself charmed by him. Like a trauma
1: bond sort of thing or.
0: Yeah. Um, they make their way into like a like a mall um i also thought this shot was really cool because the lights are so bright yeah and it's kind of it's kind of hard to like orient yourself it feels spacey yeah let's like you don't
1: know what they're going into
0: yeah and again things happen very quickly Mm -hmm. in this they come into they come into the mall um Marlena's not feeling well But like she said she mentions that she's dizzy uh, But then it's just like I'm fine let's just keep going They are you know uh, Accosted not accosted but they're Confronted by some Military people they take Them you know they, they're trying to Usher in the, them out because uh, They're trying to evacuate the city Marlena starts Bleeding from everywhere It's really startling mm-hmm. And then she explodes yeah
1: yeah and the the movie doesn't have a lot of gore in it like i've seen this listed as a horror movie and it is like scary but like that was really the only moment i remember that's like shocking you know what i mean
0: yeah especially the the sound effect oh boy that they chose is rough well
1: yeah and they actually um they, they do, like, a little shot of, like, <laughs> when they first get in there, they, like, pull someone across the, the room, like, on a gurney with, like, their stomach open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you, you kind of see some of their faces. It's like, oh, what's happening? <laughs> and then and then immediately thereafter you find
0: out why. Yeah. Um, to TJ Miller's credit his like emotional swing from going from like hopeful that they found the military that like oh maybe we found our way out to this girl that he had like a budding crush on and who he kind of just like for lack of a better term just kind of had like an emotional breakthrough with is now dead mm-hmm. he plays that pretty well i think yeah it's strange
1: like, they do have their moment of, like... I mean, I don't know. Because they're going through a lot. And they have a lot to process. Yeah. And I think they're still in, like, survival mode. But to experience... I don't know. Like, to experience loss like that is, like, so intense. But, like, you're you're just, like, in constant shock. Like, like they're in the alley and they're like, Oh, my God, what happened? Or whatever. And, But they just, like, keep trudging on. It's insane. I can't imagine being in that state of survival, like like who's next you know like that would be my next thought yeah. just like oh my god am i going to die like very soon <laughs> it's crazy
0: yeah and you keep seeing that look on rob's face where he's like i don't i'm not going to ask you to come with me but i'm not going to fight against you guys coming with me because i kind of need it cuz i can't do this by myself um, at this point it's it's, it's like
1: w- <laughs> why are they going right they could yeah. just stay with the military
0: I guess it, they just I, like I love truly, the guy <laughs>
1: <They're just> like,
0: <laughs> yeah I, tr- I truly don't know why Lily at the beginning was so gung-ho going with Rob because like her fucking the love of her life just died like why are you because you have some that is true that is kind like, of what's your history with hole. Rob
1: that's a plot hole right there for sure she yeah. I mean I don't know. Like maybe she's like trying to hold on
0: to family cuz like they're brothers but I don't know. Is yeah, is is yeah, it's I guess weird. because is Rob like her only connection to Jason at that point? I don't know. Maybe she just I really
1: believes in love stories. She just like,
0: loves love stories. And you know what? We all should. And hey, and that's amen. what this movie is about. Should we end it right there or Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> it's true love, baby. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, in between all this, I mean, they're like, they're like freaking out. And, and, and the one thing that I wrote like notes, the military guy is like, "All right, I'm gonna go let you get your fucking girlfriend that you like, you know, you fuck things up with." <laughs> um, but <laughs> we're initiating the hammer down protocol, which is like, come on, really? The hammer down protocol? Couldn't come up with a better name. You don't like that? It's not bad, but it's like in a movie that is so just grounded, it's it's a little weird. It's funny that you say grounded. I guess it's like, it's yeah. like pretty grounded. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um They finally make their way to Best Apartment. Um it's her building is fucked. Her building is leaning on another building uh, n- uh, next to hers, and and this is a, I have no like context for this to be honest. You know, mm-hmm. I lived in an apartment building in Philadelphia that was like it was a couple stories. It was like four floors, but nothing like this, which is like easily like twenty to thirty floors. So I have no context for like living in a building this high. I don't know if you do. I have never lived this high up but this this
1: scene was very impactful for me because um yeah, I guess based upon the little knowledge that I have about architecture but just seeing a building leaning on another building I would never go into that building. <laughs> no. And uh, and it's f- it's really funny. Yes. It it makes for a moment of of comedy where like Hud's like that's the one like that's her place and he's like yep that's the one and it's like we've come all the way to get to that one building and he's like yep that's the one we gotta go up there and it's like
0: all right I guess that's where we're going it's just like
1: god damn it no I don't want to go up there
0: yeah the 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 comedy bit that worked the most for me was like I guess we could Go up the building that's still standing and try and find a a place to cross over.
1: That was that's and then he's
0: like, wait, no, 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 no.
1: He's just he's just like, wait, that's that's a joke. I was joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like that's something that never made sense to me, and uh, obviously, you know, that's showbiz, baby. But like to to to, like find. the the correct floor just by like looking at it (laughs) and then being like, Oh, there's a perfect opening into the next building where we can just like hop
0: across. (laughs) You're going to tell me that this building tilted perfectly (laughs) to where you're able to just like jump across. Hey, that's true love, man. As true. That is the magic of this, of of that, of, of true love. And also this movie. Um, this is a rom-com after all. And uh, you know what? It is funny when they pull that big spike out of there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I mean, they find her, and she's got a big spike in her shoulder, but they take it out, and she's fine. She's just like, I'm so happy you're here. She's just like, she's just like ow. Owie. Yeah. I mean, it is a, I I I remember having a heart time with that scene uh when we fr- when watching in the theaters because the sound the sound effects are rough mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of like them that like i don't know how else to describe it but like the squelching noise of them removing the bar from her shoulder like that ugh, is icky mm-hmm. they uh, yeah they may uh they have this Little moment where they're like, "Of course, I came back from you." They rip the thing out of her shoulder. They cross back over to the upright building. Somehow, the stupid little bug guys have mm. made themselves. Mm-hmm. I, I, I found this part a little bit annoying because it was like it kind of cheapened the moment where you saw the bugs for the first time. Yeah. Um. It kind of felt like you know uh, the reason why horror movies work at least like the first horror movies work is because you're being introduced to the thing that is scary for the first time and the reason why you know every subsequent movie after that works a little bit less is because you're already familiar with the thing so i i found it kind of weird to like re, like bring them back i don't know i don't know how you felt no, about I it no i agree it, it
1: it's tough because you know given the fact that like they're around and they're also like a thing that is scary like yeah the fact that like maybe that thing tracked them all the way up the building could be an element yeah. that that's like scary that's it's true. like they're like it's like hunting them like that could be scary yeah but I agree I, I think honestly the the biggest part the point about that scene was that it was killed so easily like they, they uh-huh. opened the door and it was like Rah! oh sorry I punched the mic and um <laughs> I use my hands to speak. Um and like uh but like he just like <laughs> it was like 10 seconds later like one Mississippi, two Mississippi and then like grabbed like a like a, a fire extinguisher and just or whatever the fuck it's called and just like fire axe yeah and just like smashed it up and like it just like stood there the whole time like that was it literally that was kind of annoying to me like that made it like unrealistic like like if it had like rushed them and like fuck shit up again i think that would have had more impact um but you know monsters be monsters what are you gonna do
0: let me hit you something real quick (laughs) yeah hit me baby do you think they found them because beth is from another planet
1: Like maybe they're like 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 protecting her. Uh huh. That's possible. I would not write that off.
0: I wish you never told
1: (laughs) me that, dude. (laughs) I literally (laughs) thought of that tonight.
0: (laughs) It's really messing me up. (laughs) I just put I I just
1: put two and two together.
0: (laughs) Uh, That's not even two and two. We gotta move on. (laughs) Uh, the mo- I mean at this point we're kind of at the end of- they make it to they make it to uh the the evacuation point um the biggest question mark for the end of this movie is what happens to Lily she's kind of conceivably the only character that might have lived mm-hmm. uh, because we see her chopper take off yeah but we don't we uh we don't really get like... What happened to her? We focus on Robin and Hud, uh, and Hud dies. Uh, sure does. For sure. He gets eaten, or at least a little chewed up by the big boy, by by, by the big monster. And that's that's uh, and a notable Rob-
1: scene actually because um, there was conflict around whether or not they wanted to show the monster.
0: Oh, and interesting.
1: I'm forgetting who it was, but it was, I think it was, um, the director who was like, I really want there to be a scene where we see it like directly on and, um, fought to like get, get the monster in to like be that close up. You know what I mean? Cause like for, for the yeah. most of the film, it's like, it's like, it's, at, it's always at a distance and i think they like initially wanted that to be an element of it which to be completely honest with you i agree with i i um that is it that is an intense scene because like i feel like it does give you a really good perspective to 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 see like what it would be like to like look up and like see the thing and see the the scale of it and the the intensity of it but um i i don't know i think it's like um the, one of the last scenes of Signs where you see the alien and you're like, oh, this sucks. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> but, um it was intense, but also, it, it also kind of sucked because I every time I see that scene, I'm like, how would they have not have heard it come up to them?
0: I, dude, <sighs> <laughs> I have a lot, I have a lot of problems with that, like, whole sequence. It's like, why was, first of all, why was the helicopter like lingering around watching the hammer down protocol happen? Why didn't it leave faster? I
1: don't know. It seemed like they were going in a specific direction. But it, it did it, seem like it was kind of like lingering too much. And it was like flying too yeah. low or whatever. Like the yeah, fact like, that like the, the, the monster rose up to like grab the... The uh, helicopter, which we've seen before, and like King Kong and stuff, you know, they they grab, they grab the helicopter. Yeah. you should fly a little higher.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think the reason why that part bugs me is because that part it makes it difficult to understand the scale of the monster, how big it is. Because like you get yeah. like a pretty decent idea of when you see it, like getting hit with the missiles and stuff, and like. And all that, but like it seems like it. If a helicopter at the height that I think a helicopter could be at, it seemed like that's quite a ways to reach up to, you know, take it down. It was
1: confusing.
0: But that's Um, showbiz, baby. That is showbiz, baby. And what else is showbiz is uh, poor Rob and Beth having this really awful scene together where they're, you know, it's kind of a callback to the beginning of the movie where Lily wants HUD to film confessionals for Rob (laughs) because he's moving away. Rob films a confessional basic, basically it's like his death confessional and also Beth's death confessional. Although we don't know for sure if they died, but they probably died. Um, and we get the little snippet that we were talking about where Mm -hmm. it, uh, Right after the bombing, it cuts back to them at Coney Island, and you can kind of see something crashing into the ocean. Mm-hmm. And that is more or less the end of the movie. How do you feel? I feel
1: good. I really liked at the end they don't play music for a long time. Yeah, at the credits. Yeah, I thought I thought that was very impactful. Like, I remember when it ended, and like we were just you know the only ones in the. Um, theater and it was just kind of like silent we we're just both like
0: oh holy shit and it was like to be fair there was maybe five of us in that theater yeah and so
1: you know <laughs> yeah it was insane wouldn't have, wouldn't have
0: been that much noise
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean I just remember the impact of it being silent because you know like a movie ends and then they like roll credits and it's like there's music playing and you're like yeah. oh the movie is over now i can turn this into like leaving but when there's like it's just dead silence and you have to like you you immediately become like self-conscious you know like the yeah. movie is over and now i have to think about it you know what i mean it's like it was yes. heavier yes. it was way heavier it was like really cool yes yeah.
0: <sighs> it's i still really like the movie
1: yeah um rick and i watched it like a couple months ago because I was just like this is a movie that I watched with Ethan like years ago and I've always liked it and she watched it for the first time and she was like this movie's really cool so it's like really fun to she had do never it again seen it? no she's never seen it I don't th- oh. I don't think the movie has that kind of clout if you know what I mean like it doesn't feel yeah. like a popular movie that people like talk about very often and I don't know why that is
0: it's it's funny um uh, Johnny came over uh, one, uh we were going to do we were going to do an episode on the rock for this show Oh the rock lives. Oh, I fucking really don't like that. You movie. don't like it? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't no. seen it since I was
1: like very young, but I, when I was a kid I loved that movie.
0: Neither of us liked it and we got really fucking high and I turned on Cloverfield just cuz like I was like I'll just turn this on for a, is something for us to like, you know, have it on the background. Mm-hmm. Both of us just shut up and watch the whole movie. Sick. really high. That's dope. Um, yeah, that movie. That movie will get you to shut up. It. It. And it, that's maybe the highest compliment I can give it. To,
1: honestly, that that really like. So you know, this is a action movie podcast after all and I think like this is the kind of action movie that it just like really grabs you and it just like goes 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 and just like it just has an impact on you you know like and like we we you know we were being like hypercritical of different shit and I think every action movie is going to have some sort of element. that you are going to be like, well, that's not realistic or whatever. But like this movie, like I think it does such a good job at like drawing you into what it would be like to be in this sort of circumstance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I, I think that that, that is its main strength. I think, man, we did it. We got through one. I'm so sorry to everyone for all the mic fucking trouble <laughs> I'm having. I'm getting a new cord. I promise. We uh, the are like I said, the first theme that we're doing, we're doing the Cloververse. So, next movie we're doing is Ten Cloverfield Lane, which again, I'm. If anything, this episode made me really excited to go through all those movies. again. It's so fun to Just like figure out how they're connected.
1: There's, there's it. It goes pretty deep, and it's very interesting, yeah. and it's cool. At least for like just the education of it, it's like fun to like dive deeper
0: yeah and i i don't know i i don't know about how you feel about it i really like that type of thing stuff that's like that is connected in ways that aren't as i think people get a little carried away with like shared universes now because of the fucking marvel cinematic universe Mm -hmm. um that it's cool to have things that are connected in ways that aren't as like over the top and as interconnected as things like that yeah definitely um so yeah uh, how do you feel after your first episode my boy
1: I feel great I um I'm very happy to be here and I I listen to a lot of podcasts so this is like a really fun new experience for me to be on the other side of it
0: I must say you have a really good radio voice. Oh shit, thank you so much. <laughs> it is really it is really soothing. Uh
1: to be fully transparent, it's just my normal talking
0: voice. So. I know, and if we ever start a Patreon, I might make you do like ASMR stuff. Oh schedule. my god, I would I would love to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't wait to get to the next episode cuz I'll have a better cable. Definitely um but thank you so much for everybody for listening um i still don't know how to sign these shows off after now this is our 10th episode <laughs> but uh thank you so much for listening we love you and please leave cookies out for santa ho 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 ho, ho baby